Yeah, my grandfather in 1949 had this strange idea that if you could move shows across state lines by truck, you could bring uh, live entertainment beyond the Boston-Washington Rail Corridor, which is where shows had been up till then. And um, we, you know, we've been doing it ever since. you heard at the top was that of Charlie Duell, third generation family behind longtime Broadway show hauler, among other touring acts, Clark Transfer, based in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and today involved in touring work all around the nation, pulled exclusively by owner-operators leased on to the company, in addition to a network of outside agents, including many owner-ops and small fleets too. Duell I spoke to this spring in some sense, about the company's efforts to bounce back from the big hit the COVID-19 pandemic put on the business. Coming out of it in the last year or so, as big touring acts have returned in earnest, the company's changed up parts of its contractor compensation package in unique ways. Among the very, very few carriers out there offering a minimum guaranteed revenue to owners who lease there, for one, and for two, guaranteeing their fuel surcharge is a backstop for the less fuel efficient among owner-operators there. I'm Todd Dills, your host for this edition of Overdrive Radio for August 5th, 2022, where Charlie Duell is going to walk us through Clark Transfer and its leased owner-operator's pandemic story. Likewise, those changes and how they're playing out for both new and established owners there. Most of the conversation you'll hear today occurred in May. I wrote a feature about the company that regular Overdrive readers among you may have seen last month, too. You can find that story at overdriveonline.com, search Clark Transfer though most of what's there you'll also hear in this edition. Of course, researching the story, Duel sent along a contact for owner-operator Jeff Seals, among the company's longest-tenured contracting owner-operators at upward of three decades. This week, as I planned to revisit my interview with Duel for the podcast audience, I was also on the verge of connecting with owner-operator Seals when I learned that he had passed unexpectedly. It's been a tough week for everyone at Clark Transfer on account of it, as well as the reality that another owner, working with the company since 2018, also passed within days of SEALs. His name was Mark Mills. Here's Duel telling parts of his story. I had seen Mark not that long ago. Mark was the most recently the lead driver on uh, Chicago, the music group, mm-hmm. as opposed to Chicago, the Broadway, Broadway tour. Um, and uh, he... You know, he was, uh, you know, just someone loved by the people he worked with. And uh, it was um, quite a shock to everyone um, when uh, he passed away suddenly. And, uh, and, uh, you know, in some ways it's not, you know, it's not, he deserves his own time they each deserve their own time so i hate that their that their passings are linked in in this respect of having passed away so close to each other in the tribute to owner operator mark mills posted earlier this week to clark transfers facebook page the company noted he leaves behind his wife kelly and a young daughter mckenna among other family my deepest condolences to them no doubt 
His first run for Clark transfer in 2018 was hauled between Harrisburg and York, Pennsylvania, the company noted. A relatively short drive that ended up under difficult circumstances, taking 12 long hours of blizzard battling. But he got there. The show went on. As noted by Charlie Duell, he'd worked on a variety of productions from Fiddler on the Roof to Come From Away, The American Ballet Theater, Dear Evan Hansen, Miss Saigon, The Lion King, Anastasia, Frozen, and others. But he'd been with the band Chicago off and on since 2019. The Chicago crew set up a Gibson Go page to help his family. That's GibsonGo.com slash more than life mark. You can find a link to it too in the show notes or the post that houses this podcast for August 5, 2022 at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. Owner operator Jeff Seals, as noted, had been leased to Clark Transfer it's over 30 years. Right. Uh, Jeff obviously was known by so many people in the industry. Um, and uh, he had a very special place in all that he did. Uh, he was somebody who could get the most uh, complex version of herding cats uh, done without ever having to be unpleasant with right. any, of the, any of the cats or other handlers. So um, that's a that's a pretty special gift to be able to manage the complex logistics and complex personalities that you find in doing this for over 30 years um, and always treat people um, the way you would want to be treated yourself. I was, I was surprised to hear that, that he had actually been with the uh, kind of the lead man on the Phantom of the Opera tour for 18 years. 18 like, years. He, yeah. he, did, he did all of their moves. Everything. Yeah. He supervised. They started out at 28 trucks, right. uh, uh, managing that load in, load out. And uh, he became part of the Phantom family. So when they closed that tour, they invited him not as lead driver, but as an invited guest to their um, celebration of the the 18 years of touring uh, at the W Hotel in Los Angeles, opposite the Pantages. Um, and uh, uh, that's the kind of relationship that he had with those people over the uh, over the 18 years. Jeff's family also had a long relationship with Clark. Um, right. His uh, brother and father both uh, both worked with Clark at different times. Wow. Both owner-operators Mills and Seals, it's certain, will be missed. Condolences again to the families. Okay. On to my spring talk with Duel about what's been happening at Clark Transfer with respect to their owner-operator contracting program since the pandemic threw an existential curveball their way. It's a dramatic story, no doubt, made no less dramatic for the comeback that's ongoing with new commitments to stability of the contracting businesses that truly drive the fleet's business forward. That's all those owner-operators, of course. Here's Duel, looking back pre-pandemic. At the time of the pandemic, 
uh, we had a hundred owner operator. Well, no, we had a hundred trucks and about 20% of them were teams. So okay. we had between 120 and 125 owner operators, okay. uh, no company drivers. Right. Um, you know, we're, our fleets about, uh, we have about 340 or so, um, trailers, okay. uh, that are, uh, custom designed for entertainment, uh, entertainment work. So our cu customers are very happy when they see our truck, uh, and not a different truck pull, <laughs> pull up, um, because it's, uh, we kind of grew up together with the industry and, what they expect is what we know how to do and what we know how to do is what they what they expect sure, sure. we grew up we grew up together we just got back a truck from um a, a show a trailer from a show that it, it was out with 20 years that okay. that trailer was with that show for 20 years <laughs> um and uh they had basically built with load bars and other things inside that truck uh something custom designed for what they were using that particular trailer for right. so at the beginning shows develop um affection for particular trailers and that one just that one basically wasn't in harrisburg for 20 years it was out on the road with this show So in March 12th, 2020, uh, in the span of about 36 hours, uh, the show, the Broadway shows around the country unloaded into about 225 of our trailers um, and our work stopped and life changed. We are, we're kind of crazy as a company. Um, we treat each load more like a space shuttle launch than a than a uh, piece of freight. Right. Um, so uh, we were in 2018 on time, 99.91 percent of the time, um, and the 0.09 everybody gets to exp explain to my 88 year old mother exactly what could have been done differently to right. prevent that. Um, so that we can incorporate those lessons and um, get even better at it right. uh, because the shows you know, there's there's sometimes two to five thousand people waiting that don't get to have a show if the, if the right. equipment doesn't get there um, right. so we had at that point a hundred uh, uh, the hundred trucks are right. uh, Harrisburg off we have about 20 or 25, um, between 20 and 25 office uh, uh, people to check and track and make sure that we don't have service failures. Our drivers become part of the show. Yeah. So we, had this, we had the same lead driver out with Phantom of the Opera for 18 years, did every move for them for 18 years. Charlie Duell was speaking in May here. That owner-operator he's speaking about with the Phantom of the Opera tour for so long? Jeff Seals, of course. He was the lead man in the Clark transfer team through it all. Uh, when they closed, they invited him as a guest, not as a driver, but as a guest to their um, 
a very nice closing party in uh, Los Angeles at a very right. nice venue. The biggest factor in our success in keeping our promises to our customers, the real key to it, in addition to what the office does, is our drivers are completely dedicated to their customers. So they know they know the show. Yeah. They're, they are part of, they're going, working alongside the road crew that's going from place to place, and yep. they don't want to disappoint them. And right. so they're the ones up in the middle of the night thinking proactively, figuring out what could go wrong. And um, we've been extraordinarily fortunate to have a great, great group of people right. um, as, our, as our owner operators. And they hated doing freight. I know, I know a lot of the, I, I know, the rest of the world likes freight or the <laughs> trucking world likes freight. Our drivers hated doing freight. So all the Broadway work stopped yep. and we didn't let anybody go. Um, okay. And we basically said we will borrow money and run at a loss because our, our, inf our you know, our overhead, our, everything is structured for doing the, sh the show work. So um, we, um, paid people who were doing freight as if we were they were doing show work right. um, and um, we ran at, you know we lost a bunch of money until show business started up again but we kept everybody on in our office even though they didn't have you know their normal jobs to do because Broadway and live entertainment was completely shut down for a year and a half Right. So we basically, as a family, said we would, you know, we would borrow the money to cover the losses, and right. and we did. Um, and uh, we, but in the process, if you think of uh, a driver pool uh, as having people coming in and people going out, uh, during that time, we were bringing nobody in we can't recruit for a freight business. Yeah. Um, and we had no idea when show show work would resume. Right. So we, our, our historical attrition rate for almost any period you look at is under 20% and annual, yeah. um, which for trucking is pretty good. The vast majority of those are, uh, of the departures are health, have been health related people aging out we believe we pay on the very high end on a net basis for the owner operators right uh, we've had a lot of people tell us tell us that um third parties who've lo looked at it um but the catch when people hear you know what it is the the, the catch is while we will always get somebody home when they say they need to be, that can't be every week. That it's yeah. it's it's so home time is the big disqualifying thing for us. Again, right. if somebody says two months from now I need to be, you know, or, or ten days from now I need to be at a whatever, whatever the reason right. is, we'll get we we work and we get them home. Yep. But what they can't do 
and it's not compatible to they're not going to no. be home every week every two weeks um, no. um that's not how touring touring right. roads work so um we couldn't recruit we lost about half the fleet during that period um among when we do our shows we do a combination uh uh of um clark owner operators plus companies we have good relationships with who um under our our, our supervision will um do loads for us we call them agents other people have other other terminology but a bunch of our agents just plain out went out of business um, and so um, when this all started up in the second half of 21, um, we were we faced a resurgence with a uh, severely diminished agent pool and a fleet that was half the size. While our attrition was just a little bit higher than that 20% during this, it, there was nobody coming in. Yeah. And, that's how it that's how it wound up yeah. half, half the size um and um we for years have believed that the people who make this all happen are our amazing owner operators mm -hmm. and my mother uh and my grandfather so my mother norma Duell's father uh, started the company but my mother's always had the idea that anybody who works with us should be able to make a really good living and um and you know take care of their families and and the like right. so we use that sort of lull to take a look at what we thought was already good um uh, a good program yep. and we came up with some new stuff we'll let charlie Duell explain all of that and what follows but the fundamental piece of what they're doing is guaranteeing a seven working days revenue average for every owner-operator contracting with the company, a $3,500 weekly for a solo owner-op, and $5,000 for a team. It's a fairly conservative guarantee. They know that because for established owners, they haven't had to pay out any extra money to meet it to date. The seven-day working average for every leased contractor is figured up at the end of the, every quarter. The Clark guarantee is meant to make up for the difference if that average comes in under the $3,500 and $5,000 figures. But as noted, for established owner-operators leased there, that hasn't been the case. Yet since we talked in the spring, Duel and company made a change to the program for those newly contracting with the company, allowing the weekly guarantee to apply to the first weeks as owners get their footing in the company's system. That's been a welcome addition, Duel said, and one that has, in fact, cost them money. Worth it, though, in the boost it's given to the company's ability to quickly illustrate the lucrative nature of doing business there for owners. Um, uh, most owner operators singles earn uh, between 175 and 200 plus per year um, and that those are gross numbers yeah. um, and typically that's on around 75 uh, to 85,000 miles right low um, miles yeah low, yeah low miles most team operations earn uh, 250 to 300 plus and that's on 95 to 110,000. We found that with owner operators, notwithstanding a program, people 
sometimes didn't understand what they made, even though we yeah. gave them the information. So as an example of that, sometimes people would subtract advances that they got, even though they were taking the advances every week. So if somebody was making $4,000 and taking $2,000 of advances every week, um, they were receiving 4,000 each week, which yeah. was their earnings, but they might start thinking of it that they were making 2000 because they didn't count the advance or next week's advance. So partly to, um, partly to address that we started an actual guarantee program. Yeah, okay. Um, and this guarantee, um, basically at the end of every quarter, we calculate people's average weekly revenue. And if it were less than 3,500 a week, for a single or 5,000 a week for a team, we will happily pay them uh, that amount to bring, to bring their average up. We have so far not had to pay out on this at all because everybody's made more than, yeah. more than that. But when you, we looked up above and uh, trucking companies, so our owner operators, come in basically saying they've been lied to at so many places there's a there seems to be a whatever the truth is there's a common perception among owner operators that they've been lied to by trucking companies generally yeah um, my mother had three rules growing up you tell the truth you do what you say you're going to do and you're never late I'm very good on the first two. I'm pretty good on the third. But the, <laughs> um, uh, uh, so when people see these averages, um, a way of saying we really mean them is to say we will actually guarantee it. When it comes to lease arrangements around the nation for owner operators, this kind of minimum guaranteed revenue backstop is quite rare, as I illustrate in my story about the program this past month. Just five in every 100 leased owners, that's 5%, who took Overdrive's last compensation survey indicated any kind of minimum guarantee structure in their lease contract. And that's not the entirety of the changes Clark's made as their businesses ramped back up with Broadway and other touring acts over the last year. Duel and company are also guaranteeing a maximum fuel cost fleet-wide of $1.60 a gallon. This change, Duel noted, is in fact costing the company money. We tell people when they come through orientation, if there's anything, any single thing that somebody tells you that you f turns out not to be true, you call us because we want to know about it. Right. We, we feel like we're not perfect, but we're a good enough fit for the people for whom we're a fit that we just want to say, we just want to say what's true and if people then love us then that's great if people if that's not for them there's plenty of play, other places to be so um anyway so this was this was a way of just really kind of putting our money where our mouth is and and we've always had a great fuel surcharge um but we also had a misunderstood fuel surcharge because when prices go up um people think they're making less money but our fuel surcharge was set up to protect people against fuel increases yep. um, i'll tell you about what's new and what's old so basically the way our fuel surcharge 
uh, works is we pay it on all miles, empty, bobtail, um, uh, whether or not we're getting paid for the mile, if the driver's doing it at our request, we pay them a fuel surcharge. Um, uh, they, it was, it's a formula that's fixed based on a truck getting six miles a gallon. Okay. So, and it's designed to fix that price at about a buck 40 a gallon, um, uh, whether regardless of the price for a truck getting six miles a gallon. The way it works is that if for most of the fleet that gets better than six miles per gallon, um, the higher fuel goes up, the lower yeah. their price is after fuel surcharge. Um, uh, so at 8.2 miles per gallon, um, a person actually has free fuel, the, the way that works. And we have a couple people who are at that number and hot and better. Um, so we have one, one person who gets 8.4 miles per gallon and they're actually making money more making money on each gallon of fuel sure. um, in terms of the fuel surcharge. Um, but, you know, the, the thinking out there is, oh, fuel prices are higher. I must be making less money, even though that wasn't true for our drivers, because again, all miles, all miles were covered. So we just added uh, a, a guarantee on this, which uh, guarantees that, no matter how bad your mileage is, um, your average net fuel price won't be more than a buck sixty. Right. And I haven't heard of anybody doing this. Was just a weird idea. And so, for all of the people in our fleet, um, uh, averaging six or more, this guarantee doesn't actually affect them because yeah. they were already paying less than that. Although the place where it affects it is a lot of them now know that they're not paying more than that, where they didn't, yeah. they, they didn't know it before, but they know it now because, yeah. uh, but we have some people with older trucks or, you know, the, again, could it be operationally that they're in, um, they're not running a lot of highway miles maybe. And they're getting uh, the people who are getting, getting less, mostly yeah. it's about their truck and maybe how heavy their foot is or, or, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's all the things that. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah. hundred articles on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, the most important piece of equipment though, not equipment uh, for getting fuel mileage is the, is driver behavior. So, yeah, totally. and these are owner operators. So, and some of them just fundamentally would rather, you know, drive, rather drive faster and have yeah. more free time uh, at, at the other end than have the extra dollars of going slower on that road. Right. Sure. Um, and, and it's their business so that yeah. they can decide. Well, now for those people who are, most of whom uh, that small group is mostly between five and six miles a gallon. Yeah. Um, we're basically, we're, we're basically saying we'll do the math at the end of the quarter and we'll make sure that you're um, now that unlike the guarantee above this one, we will end up um, paying some to this will cost us some money because we'll end up paying 
something to uh, the 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 low fuel efficiency folks. Sure. The I, I'm not concerned about it from an equity standpoint because the people who have higher who who have better fuel economy, they're getting more money. Yeah. Yeah. That. So there's plenty of incentives for them to still. If if they want more money to drive the way that makes more money for them, that's yep. that's their choice. Duel was speaking there in May, as noted at the top, and also detailed company-wide bonuses put in place for leased owners for 2022. You can find more detail in the feature I wrote about the company last month. Search Clark Transfer at OverdriveOnline.com to find it. When Duel and I spoke this week on the tragic occasion of owner-operators Jeff Seals and Mark Mills passing. I also asked him how the rebuild was going at the company in light of the changes put in place there in the leasing program. His final thoughts? The uh, recruiting uh, is going very well. Um, We have um, more people starting uh, this month scheduled for next month. So um, we, this package of innovation seems to be pretty well received. Mm -hmm. Um, The, uh, we just calculated the uh, the our fuel uh, price guarantee right. uh, payments uh, for last quarter, and as you would expect with high fuel prices, um, we're we're making some payments to a good portion of the fleet, okay. um, a major- minority because um, most people already are well taken care of, but right. we are going to be able to keep to the. Uh, promise that nobody averages more than a buck sixty a gallon for their fuel right. uh, during this period, um, and uh, the workflow from our customers is uh, intense. And uh, the more Clark drivers we have, uh, the better service the customers get, because sure. our our uh, the owner operators who choose to work with Clark are just the best and they deliver a level of service that um, we can't achieve otherwise. So, right. um, cool. And uh, we've also uh, experienced improvement among the, with the companies we're working with as agents um, as um, they're getting more used to working with us since we work um, differently than other companies. Um, and uh, so the it's... Um, you probably had to rely on, on some outside companies a little more than, than in the past, or at least pre-pandemic, because of, because of the, so much of the fleet was kind of cut down a little bit during COVID. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I, it, fundamentally, uh, the companies that regularly worked with us pre-pandemic lost we lost about 90 percent of our um, companies that we used um, uh, or at least 90 percent of the owner operators so we had to basically less than a year ago start recreating the agent networks yeah wow and um, in recreating the agent pool um, we um, started out uh, I would hate to call it desperate but we were uh, fundamentally 
trying to get somebody to cover loads under our supervision. Um, and over time, we've been able to figure out who's the, who are the best of the ones, the new ones we found for doing this kind of work right. and sort of weed out and uh, hone down to a better group than we started with when we first uh, began rebuilding the business. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been quite a process for us. Now that our fleet size is on the uptick again, that also um, helps with this because yep. uh, there are more Clark drivers on shows than there were six months ago. Yep. And uh, having a critical mass of Clark drivers on a show helps set the example also for the agents we work with. Um, so everybody's getting better um, as our fleet is rebounding and as we're sorting out who works best on this sort of thing. Here's a big thanks for Charlie Duell for his time. And again, you can find a link to the Give, Send, Go fundraiser for Mark Mills' family in the show notes or the post that houses this podcast for August 5th, 2022 at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. Condolences again to both Mills and Jeff Seals' families. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter and Overdrive contributor Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis, the Snake Man himself, Womack, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishomingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Mr. Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor, Matt Cole, social media coordinator, Holly Young, and executive editor, Alex Lockie. Until next time, keep it pro.